0: El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita.
1: Welcome to the Power of Us, a podcast where Abel and Rosie lead us in nurturing, equipping, and empowering the relationships in our life through their experience and vulnerability. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to The Power of Us. My name is Rosie Rivera, and I was molested as a kid.
2: And I'm able, and I was not. But my mom was. And that brings us to today's topic, is sexual abuse and how it affects relationships in general.
1: Seriously. It affects all relationships. Yeah. I mean, from a person that was sexually abused from 8 to 11, and then I was, I went through date rape at 15, and then my freaking driving instructor sexually assaulted me, and I literally ran away from him from Mm. HP to Long Beach, which is (laughs) incredible. And then I got married at 25, and my husband back then raped me. And yes, it's possible to go through rape while you're married, because even though my body is his and his is mine, Mm. there still has to be consent. Yeah. So going through all that, that's what you met. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Lord had started a healing process. Some things, chains were broken immediately, which was mostly my addictions and Mm -hmm. and stuff that I had walked into due to the sexual abuse. But effects from the sexual abuse itself, God was still dealing with. And because you were my partner, my husband, you had to deal a lot with the sexual abuse.
2: Right. I mean, it was no easy task, but... I felt like I understood you.
1: Right. Be- I wondered why you would even go into this relationship because you knew it beforehand. Many right. girls hide it. Yeah. And I think the poor man or spouse is totally... Blindsided. By- yes. Every time <clears throat> she she has a traumatic event or she doesn't want to have sex or whatever it can be, she's just in a bad mood for weeks at a time and he really has no idea. And ladies, my listeners, our listeners... Please. I know it's hard and I know it's scary to tell your spouse, but they are your spouse. And I believe they have a right to know, especially when you're still having episodes or trauma or depression. I believe they deserve to know one because it is unfair to them for them not to know. It really is. This is a battle going on in their house. You are going through an emotional and spiritual battle, and other people are affected. There is bloodshed, and it can be on your kids and even on your husband. It's not only you. You think it's only you suffering, but our past affects our family, and it's going to affect your present and your future unless you face it. And one of those things you have to do is tell your partner. The second reason to tell your partner is because they can really be a great – Advocate and a great partner in your healing process.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it hard when you when you haven't explained to them what's going on inside of you. Because let's say you guys are having an intimate moment and you just you get overwhelmed with uh, trauma, and then you start crying after sex. Yeah, the guy's which... gonna think or the girl's gonna think it's them. Did you they ever think up. it was you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter that you told me straight up. You you always have that doubt in your mind, and it's just a battle that I have that I have had where I'm like, all right, Abel, it's not you. She's just, she's going through it. Just be there for her. Don't yeah. think you did something wrong. Don't think you hurt it's her. It's just anyway. that
1: sex is so intimate. Yeah. It's just you and I it's in very that emotional. moment. And, yeah. and it is emotional. So you, when I would have uh, an episode, I call them episodes. Maybe you call them something else in your, in your life. But when I would have like an episode where I'd be like, don't touch me. Or the light has to be off or it has to be on. Whatever weird thing I was going through in that moment, You had to deal with it, too. And that's why I say it's unfair if your husband or spouse doesn't know. But one question I want to ask you, babe, is you knew about the sexual abuse because you heard me give my testimony at church. So even before we even thought of liking each other, you knew about it just because you were my friend. What would make you want to be interested or think about even dating a girl that had been through sexual abuse. Because I was told my whole life that due to my baggage, no one would want me. That it was just too hard to deal with. That there were so many other normal girls in the world. Why mm-hmm. would someone date a sexually abused one?
2: It wasn't. It, that never ran through my mind. I liked you for you mm-hmm. because of the personality you had and because I just, I liked you. Yeah, And it started off as a good friendship, and then it led. It just kind of just flourished into something else accidentally. But, I mean, I like you for you. It what it didn't stop me because I felt like this was familiar. Mm. Because, I mean, g- growing up, I've dealt with that with my mom. I mean, yeah. my mom used to have uh, quote-unquote episodes, or there used to be things that I knew would tick her, or, or there used to be things that she just had to make sure were done. Uh, my mom was very very adamant of in making sure that all the doors were locked mm. and that all the windows were closed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: reason being is because there was a time where she was living by herself in an apartment and there was somebody trying to get in through the door yeah. and she was terrified. And I think it was like the landlord or something like that. She explained it to me. And so since then she, she was like
1: that. Yeah. Your mom and I have had like really deep conversations before you and I dated your mom and I were friends and, um, Then after we dated and as we've been married and because your mom and I share such similar stories in so many ways and such similar personalities, we've had deep, 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 amazing conversations that I won't even tell you because she's still my friend. And and those stories that you share with friends, you don't tell everybody. So there are some things that I wonder if, you know, but obviously you lived it. So like stories like that, I didn't know. And I can see where you would feel familiar
2: yeah, so I mean it was something that that was something that I knew that I could help in something that I knew that I can manage something that it, it didn't intimidate me beautiful. I didn't get scared I, I didn't I didn't feel as if there was too much for me I didn't get uh, necessarily annoyed or anything like that
1: no um, I, and I think it's so so beautiful and I admire that so much about you because so many people that I know of did get scared yeah so many people that I've dated that didn't date friends People in general just say the, the darndest things or they would literally just bounce. Just be like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. And you know what? I thank them. I thank them for at least being honest and saying, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. But when I met you and you weren't intimidated, you weren't scared. I mean, I remember... Before we dated, you knew my story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I got to tell you my number. And you're like, I don't need to know. And, and this was even, we were just dating. So then we got engaged. And I'm like, babe, I should really, really tell you detail by detail my whole story. And you're like, I really don't need to know. And, and then you said, unless you feel there's something I have to know. Like, am I going to meet someone or I- I- am I in danger of anything? Is anyone ever going to beat me up or anything? And I said, no, none of that. Then you said, I don't need to know. And I will never forget, babe. And because I asked you, why aren't you interested? Like, don't you want to know my story? And and you said, no, because I love the Rosie that I see now. Yeah. I only know this Rosie. And I thought that was so gorgeous because my biggest fear was someone throwing my past in my face. Yeah. And you've never done that. And you've never made me feel any less for being a survivor And you've helped me thrive. Because in our transition, I wasn't a victim anymore when I met you. I was just a survivor. I was Mm -hmm. barely getting through. And now I feel like I thrive over sexual abuse and you helped me with it. And I couldn't have done it without Christ, first of all, but without you. That's beautiful. I needed my partner. So women, if you have been sexually abused and you have a spouse, a husband, a friend, a mom, anyone that decides to take this journey with you, Please be thankful to them. Please apologize when when you're in a bad mood. Please be very upfront. Let them know it is not about you. I'm having just flashbacks or please pray for me, but be very appreciative because there are so many people that could have run away from you and that one person, whoever it is in their life, decided to walk this journey with you. Don't take advantage and don't take them for granted. It is one of the reasons that I know for sure that we're made to be partners because you not only did it not scare you but you've taken this head on. So, how have you? I mean, we've been through everything babe. I mean, our sex life was great when we first got married and then I started kind of to trip out and have like I don't know why. I kind of went backward. Yeah. And and I think that having regular sex made me realize that there was still some healing that needed to go on that I thought I was fine because I was abstinent, from the time that the Lord saved me to the time you and I fell. So uh, I realized once being in a normal, healthy, constant sexual relationship with one person that I still had healing that I would still sometimes think of Trino that he, I could smell him, that I could see mm. him, that I detested him. Yeah. So one, I had to continue to forgive him. And two, there was some sexual issues I had. How did you not give up and run away? Because it got pretty hard, it got pretty dark. I was probably depressed the first year of our marriage for like three or four months. Like I literally couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. How did you do it? Like what what made you want to continue?
2: I mean, it, it takes just to be in a relationship with a person that is sexually abused or, or a person that has gone through that sort of a trauma. It, it takes a mentality in, in that you, this is what you're going to go through and you just kind of have to just push through mm. and it's going to be okay type of a thing. It, it's kind of like you're, you have to look at it as you're, you're going to be losing weight. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a focus and it's Mm -hmm. a constant focus and a constant, it's just everywhere. I just, I did my best to try to be careful with you and not try to trigger any traumas for once figure out what was going to work with you and what wasn't. Thank you. Uh, what sort of touching and stuff like that weren't, weren't going to work. But, I mean, it, it's not something that you can be prepared for. It's something that you have to be conscious in that you're going to l- learn as you go along. So, I mean, there were so many triggers that were yeah. that were set off when we were dating. There were so many issues that were up and down. There's so much trauma that we went through and where I just had to learn how to maneuver and how to work with you. Yeah. And to make sure that, you one, I could help you through them. Um, but two, uh, figure out why that happened and how that doesn't have to happen again.
1: Yeah. Um, I love what you said one day. I'll never forget. Um, we were writing together, The well, you wrote it, the chapter in Secrets. That's my next book. And we had an idea of Abel writing the chapter of the partner, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so vital to the person. And you, when I read your chapter, it's my favorite chapter in the book. But you said, I just love her through it. Yeah, and, and that word love is no longer butterflies. It's no longer having a good time. And it's definitely not self-seeking. The love that you give me when you're loving me through my episodes or my tough moments is sacrificial, 100% given, selfless love. It, yeah. it is one of the things that have made me feel the most loved ever in my life is someone really putting the work through it. Dealing with sexual abuse um, is such hard work. It is so exhausting. It is. It's it emotional. Is. You just want to escape it sometimes. And and for you, I don't bring it up too much. I bring it up right when I know, like, I can no longer do it alone. I'm always battling. Yeah. I'm always battling inside um, with one thing or another. And I don't like to bring it up too much because I don't want to exhaust you. But by the time I bring it up to you, it's because I can no longer do it alone. Because I'm about to drown and I need mm-hmm. someone to pull me up. And you've always done that. You've always set yourself aside. We've been mad sometimes at, at X thing. And I bring up this because I, it happens to trigger me. And then you let go of our argument and, and to help me get through this moment. Yeah. Um, you have been so detailed sexually to where you, we will sit and have talks, the most uncomfortable talks, about stuff that triggers me. And it's uncomfortable for me, and I'm sure it's uncomfortable for you. Yeah. And we talk through it, and then we decide if we're going to try it or if we're going to completely never do that again in our lives. And, and that's important, men and women. If there is a sexual activity that triggers you, Then you have to decide, you first of all, if you're going to try and create a new memory. Because I'm of the type and I'm of the theory that I refuse to live enslaved to something that happened from when I was 8 to 11. I am going to recreate new memories. So Abel decided that with me. Your partner has to be able to know what you guys are doing and to be 100% in. So there are certain things like lights on, lights off, um, uh, certain positions, just stuff that used to trigger me that now because Abel and I put in the work of uncomfortable conversation, trying it and it not working, trying it and it not working again, trying it the third time and then finally saying oh my god that was amazing that's what healthy sex is and now those things that used to trigger me I I actually can smile and say oh my god I love that I love when he calls me that I love when he does this I love when he does that Um, and we're still in process just so you know and so but you have to really decide And then ask your partner if they're willing. And if they're not willing, you can't blame them and you can't be mad at them and you can't feel unloved. It is very, very, very tough. But I just wanted to thank you for that, babe, because when you said love me through it, you've really, really shown that. You really Mm. have loved me through it. And I don't know if, I don't think all sexual abuse victims, whether male or female, have been loved through it. Yeah. And I and I pray that they can have someone that will love them, whether it's a, a marriage partner or a friend or a cousin or a sister. I think we all need someone to love us through it.
2: Definitely, I mean, there's just there's one thing that I do have to let you guys know: people that have been sexually abused, and that's something that you don't have to be ashamed of. And um, it's going to be on my side on what I do at certain moments in certain times, and I'll let you guys know right after this break. With so much hate in the world, we decided to make spiritual gear. Something right. positive. Yes. You know?
1: Say what you feel and live on your shirt.
2: Exactly. Uh, phrases like humble warrior, spiritual gangster, pray more, worry less. You can find those all at rosierivera.com. Welcome back to The Power of Us. Like I told you guys there's just one thing that I need you guys to really understand is that if your partner is ever bold enough to tell you, hey, you know what, it's, it's a lot right now. I just, I need mm. a break. Mm. I, and you guys, I, I need you guys to understand that we love you, yeah. that we don't want to leave you, yeah. that we are with you it just sometimes the baggage does get a lot it sometimes it's a lot at once sometimes we're we're frustrated at work sometimes things aren't going the best at in in our in our personal lives and sometimes these the traumas pop up in just the the hardest times possible you know and so i mean if you've ever faced that i mean you can uh, push through it and then just kind of just trudge through it but if you if your partner ever tells you hey you know what i i just i i need to i need to step out for a little bit that's something that you just got to
1: Not take personally. Yeah,
2: not take personally. We love you. We're not going to leave you or anything like that. We don't, we don't.
1: You don't think we're dirty? Yes, no. And you're not ashamed of us? No, It's no, not our not. story. It's just sometimes it's the it just yes.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's just hard, and it's just a moment. So if you've ever felt that, or if you've ever gone through that, please don't feel that way. Thank you. Don't feel that, that you're that you're the worst. Don't feel that you're not worthy. Don't feel that you're that you're any of these bad things that it's you could possibly be thinking. It's just a thinking. moment of it's exhaustion. It's just a moment of exhaustion, exactly. Because I mean, this is a very sensitive, tough thing, yeah. and it's hard for us to be for for one person to be able to help you through it and it's a long process you Mm -hmm. know um it's not going to happen in two weeks it may not happen in a year it's going to take a long time and just sometimes it just pops up in the wrong moments yeah but i mean the best thing that you can do as as just the helper or the person that's trying to help them through the through the trauma is to just love them through it exactly um love them for who they are accept them for who they are and, and and you just have to wake up and just understand hey my 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 significant other has gone through this trauma. If anything is ever to happen or pop off or become a trigger or some trauma goes through or or something just goes wrong, I'm gonna love them regardless. I'm not gonna be like, Oh my god, here we go again.
1: Yeah, you've never done that. It, I mean I think that would really hurt me if you it, did. You know
2: what it's really hard because sometimes sometimes you do think about it's it. It's repetitive. It it, it, yeah, the issue is that we're having such a good moment. And then it's just gone all of a sudden. It just completely takes a 180 where you're like thinking, all right, hell yeah, this is good. This is going to lead to really good sex. We're having a good time at this dinner. And then you see something or something gets triggered or something is said. I don't know. You smell something. I
1: see John Lugazamo.
2: Yeah, and and it's just, it's ruined. And the whole night is ruined and it's it's just gone. And it's like. You have
1: no idea how much we don't want that to happen, how much I, I fight but then i can't hide it you yeah. just you you know me so you know when i'm having a genuinely good time or when i'm pretending or when i'm fighting battling within myself and and it, it it's bad so i i need you to know that we feel really bad for those moments. I feel really bad for those moments. I feel like I take stuff away from you Mm -hmm. and I try not to have them. And then, But I try not to go into a hate rosy mode because ladies, sometimes we, we feel bad for stuff that happens and all we do is just start hating ourselves. Your couple doesn't need that. No one needs that. We need to just pull through it. We need to try. We need to get up, wipe our tears away and give our partner our best effort. Going into a pity party, going into I hate my life, going into I hate the... The man that abused me is going to do good for nobody because you control the ambience and the atmosphere in your home. Let's not pretend that women don't. We, it's not that we want to, but if mama's happy, everyone's happy. So if you're hating your the man that abused you, that hate is like lava that's coming out and affecting your kids and husband. So if you happen to be having a great time and then all of a sudden you happen to be triggered by something and everything is ruined, let your partner know. I'm really sorry. I, can we try again tomorrow? I'm going to try again tomorrow. Let's go to a different place. Let's let's not go to that friend's house and I'm going to try again tomorrow and then give them the best night of your of your life for both of you but don't go into a pity party and don't go into hating yourself it's just something both of you guys will have to work out together you are a victim but your spouse is an indirect victim and both of you guys have to help each other thrive so that it doesn't affect your children and your present and your future
2: definitely and if you're on the other side you have to Hope for the best and plan for the worst. There will be times and there will be days when that happens. So, I mean, you just have to understand that these kind of things do come up. And you love this person so much that you're willing to live through them with it. And you've probably done it for years now. And you might might just need a reminder in that I love you. And I'm going to love you through it. And that's what's just going to boost you to just push through. It's One, it's not their fault that this happened to them. And I think you guys both know that. But at the same time, for the person that was sexually abused, um, there's so much fault and there's so much responsibility. Like Rosie was saying, and and Rosie's done a pretty good job of that, in that um, she doesn't blame anybody. Um, I'm sorry, it's not her fault that this happened to her, but she's not going to sit there just blaming the person that just abused her and that's why she gets to act out like this and this is an excuse you know for her to act like this or or this is the reason and and this is the reason why i'm acting like this and and i'm just gonna act like this and i'm gonna live it all the way through
1: well i think you met me at a time when i was being accountable to myself and to god and taking responsibility but all of 13 through 25 I was blaming everything on him, yeah. every single thing in my life, whether it was my drinking or my drugs or my pr- promiscuity or being confused about my sexuality or the abortion, like everything, babe, I blamed on him. And when the Lord saved me, I was going through the process of things that he was 100% at fault for and then other things it was just me because not every sexually abused person becomes promiscuous or a drug addict or all the things that I did some of them handle it pretty freaking well and I could have done that also so by the time I met you I, I decided to take responsibility for my actions Trino does not have control over my attitude anymore so if I'm in a bad mood hey Rosie you better change that it is me if I am Going through um, a- a- anything that I can control, I take responsibility. There are some things that I can't control. The nightmares, I can't, and you've been great at helping me with them. The 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 triggers, I can't control them. But man, you just being so patient with me and getting through them with me has helped me so much. So when a trigger is coming. I don't get as scared anymore. I'm like, we're going to handle this together. It's going to be over. It might last a few hours, maybe a few days, a couple days, but I'm going to get through it on the other side and Abel's going to be right there with me. Um, And there's just been so many things that you've helped me with. And one of them, um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, is you expressing your feelings about the abuser. You're a very reserved man. You never overspeak. But I have asked you, like, how do you feel about him? Yeah. And you've expressed it without making me scared. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember what you've said about him?
2: Uh, No, not at the moment.
1: You said that you were mad at him, that if you saw him, you'd be really, really, really mad. And that you would want to beat him up because he hurt me, but that you wouldn't because you knew it wouldn't help me in my healing. Yeah. So... You expressing your anger validated my anger, but I love how you didn't act on it. Even you being mature about it in that sense, and not only with with Trino, with many other people that have hurt me, I know you're genuinely mad. I can see it, and I can't force you to like them, but I love how you don't threaten them Mm -hmm. because you know that that's not going to bring healing to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's revenge is only going to bring temporary... Relief. Satisfaction, yeah, relief. satisfaction. You know, and, and deep down inside, that, that hole is still going to be there. That pain is still going to be there. That trauma is still going to be there. I'd rather just put more focus on, on you.
1: Exactly. You know? God, I love that about you. And and you're so smart. And I don't know where that came from. Maybe in, in you and your mom, you know, going yeah. through this together. Um, that partners of sexual assault victims or thrivers or survivors... Yes, you have feelings and we'd like to know them about the abuser or people that hurt your spouse. But wanting to kill them will do nothing for the victim. Sometimes it makes us feel guilty. Sometimes it makes us feel bad. Sometimes it's way too much pressure for another man's life to be on my shoulders and I don't want it. And thank God it's not there anymore because no one's trying to kill Trino. No one needs to kill Trino. In fact, some people are having relationships with Trino and I totally commend them. And I think it's a beautiful thing. But just the fact that my husband said, I'm gonna give more energy into healing than into taking vengeance. Because believe me, God is going to give justice. I don't know if if this worldly justice, if this justice system might fail you, it just might only 2% of pedophiles ever make it to jail. But in God's court, in spiritual court, 100% of pedophiles, rapists, sexual assault people, 100% are going to have judgment with God. We will too for our things, you know, whatever it may be. But just know that God will give you justice. Therefore, you don't have to spend your whole life trying to revenge, trying to get revenge on them. You and your spouse, you and your partner can just work together on healing and on really loving each other through it. And I just wanted to thank you, babe. I really, really, really wanted to thank you. That's how I know you're my partner. That's I, it's. Oh, there's so many reasons that I know you're my partner when we go through bad times um i could never imagine being with anyone else really ever yeah. because i don't know if anyone else could handle everything that rosie brings to the table mm-hmm. the with such grace and such mercy and such love the way you have mm-hmm. and this is one of those subjects so I thank you, and I love you, and thank God we will never live through this again. Our children, in the name of Jesus, will never go through this because you've also Mm -hmm. taken part in educating them sexually, and I love that. You've made it a thing. You know it's important to me to talk to Casey, Eli, and Sam. About sex in their body, and you you go with it. I hear you telling Sammy, "Hey, you know, you wash yourself. I'm not washing you anymore. You're you're big. You're four. and it, it just it gives me rest that you even in that sense you've taken it um, as your own to say yeah. this isn't only Rosie's responsibility to teach them about sex. It's my it's mine too. Definitely. So, thank you so much. And uh,
2: so I mean, j- just one one quick thing before we go. Sorry, babe. Um, I want to break down. Because it, it sounds so cliche and it sounds so vague, uh, loving loving her through it. So just uh, the last thing before we go. Uh, loving her through it is just basically my way of saying that it is not up to us to heal them. Mm, we can't so do good. anything to heal them. So we good. can't do anything to change the past. We can't, can't do anything me. to fix or anything yeah. like that. So we just have to love them in every moment. So don't think that, that you're going to have this plan And that in a year from now, they're going to be completely fixed. You just got to love them through it. There's no, I'm not going to heal you through it. I'm not going to change you. I'm not going to correct you. I'm not going to fix you. Loving her through it is basically just that. Just loving her. Not trying to fix. Not trying to change. Not trying to do any of that stuff. Because we can't. We physically can't. There's nothing that we can do other than just love them through this time. And then pray that they will take the responsibility to heal themselves, and to find help as well.
1: Right. Healing is a choice, and healing is a responsibility. Jesus died on the cross for it, but it's up to you to look for it and go through the process and do your homework. Babe, you're awesome. That that last part just got me. Thank you so much for loving me through it and not wanting to fix me. Not treating me as something broken, but treating me just as Rosie with everything that I am. I love you so much. And for all our listeners, whether you're male, female, single, married, whatever stage you are in life, I pray that you can find a partner in life, whether it is a spouse, a sister, a brother, a parent, but especially God that will help you get through this journey you are not alone you are loved you are not something that needs to be fixed you are loved just the way you are and you have a whole lifetime to overcome um, the trauma that you've been through and there is hope for you there sure is there really really is Um, i bless you and i love you and you i consider you my sister in pain that will become my sister in healing and i pray That you find someone like Abel. This is the power of us.
2: Thank you so much. See you guys next time.